Time to get back to sports school with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. He's Blank. I'm Branham. We told you we were giving you Usher tickets. We do not disappoint. you got to know your Usher, though. After his electrifying halftime show at Super Bowl 58, Usher is now making his way to Houston for a three-night show. Join Usher for his past, present, future tour at Toyota Center on November 27th, 29th, and 30th. Uh, Get your tickets now at LiveNation.com. Usher's past, present, future tour, the 27th, 29th, 30th of November. Your tickets at LiveNation.com. We're also giving you a pair of tickets to see the November 27th show if you were the first person to answer this question. What was Usher's first number one single? 713-780-3776. What was Usher's first number one single? 713-780-3776. You're the first with the correct answer. You're going to see Usher at the Toyota Center on November 27th. All right, a lot of uncertainty when it comes to free agency blankers for the Texans. Most free agents of anybody in the NFL. We've went through the depth chart in like 10-ish players that you need that are starting caliber players. Mm -hmm. You go to the two deep, there's probably 14, 15 guys uh, that you have to fill. So a lot of uncertainty, a lot of free agents, but there's a certainty at one position that matters the most in the NFL, and that's quarterback. It's quarterback. So, like, as long as you have that, and I expect C.J. Stroud to be good for a very long time. There have been one-hit wonders. I don't really get that vibe uh, from C.J. Stroud. Like, I get the opposite vibe. Like, I get the vibe that he's a competitor and, like, he's going to, like, do everything that it takes to win, and he's not going to accept failure. Uh, That that doesn't mean he's going to win a Super Bowl, but I just think he's going to be really, really good. So that's the one thing that is the most encouraging thing about the Texans because there's probably going to be tons of turnover while C.J. Stroud is the quarterback of the Texans. Pat Mahomes has had tons of turnover. He had Tyreek Hill, and now he doesn't. Um, so it's, it's just the way of life in the NFL. But if you have that quarterback position, I think that's what makes free agency fun because now it's like, okay, well, how do you add around him? Even if they're not like these superstar wide receivers. Like we're, we're daydreaming about what Curtis Samuel would look like with C.J. Stroud throwing to the football. Gabe Davis, what he would look like with C.J. Stroud throwing to the football. Uh, Fant with C.J. Stroud throwing him the football. So, like, because you have the quarterback, even when you have tons of uncertainty around quarterback, it's still going to make free agency awesome. No, no question about it because of the fact that you can actually take your time and you can go nice and slow because of the fact that you don't have to be in a rush. you got a guy that makes everybody better. And if you can go out and get some of these guys that we're talking about that get to the chopping block simply as a financial casualty and you realize – hey, there's going to be guys across this league that are looking to resurrect their careers, get longer-term deals, get another payday at some point. They realize it's better to play with a guy like him than just about anybody else in this league, and he's going to make you look better, and it's and in return, you are going to make that team play better, and that's a fantastic place to be. For as many years as we spent trying to figure out if we had the right guy, and then when you got the right guy that turned out to be the wrong guy, how many years it could have taken for you to get another one. The fact that you got another one, got a a franchise quarterback so quickly that has shown you that this is going to be a a really fun ride for the next several years, it's it's exciting. You're right. Because now it isn't just about trying to entice some big money game changer that you're going to overpay 
and hope and cross your fingers has the same kind of play that they had to to get that kind of attention to just about anybody that if you're considering them, you got to believe he's going to make better. Yeah, and I think that's what makes that, like, even with uncertainty around you, as long as you have the certainty at the one position, you feel stable. Yep. You feel safe. The The secondary part of this, too, is that free agency matters because the Texans are good. Like, look at the last several off-seasons for the Texans. We didn't care about free agency. We cared about the draft. We cared about, well, who are the Houston Texans going to pick at number three when they selected Derek Stingley? Uh, who are they going to pick? I can't remember the pick that they had whenever – it was the 12th pick for Kenyon Green, but they traded down, didn't they? They did. Yes, they so did. They I don't know traded if it was like, like 14, I think. Yeah, I can't remember if what I mean, was it three and 12, and they traded down to 14. I think that's what it was. Yeah. They had picked three, they had picked 12, and they traded down two spots to 14. So, like, we were anticipating the draft. We didn't really care about free agency two years ago. Last year was very much the same thing, and they they didn't have the cap space like they have now. Last year, very much the same thing. You have the number two pick of the NFL draft, and then you had. The number 12 pick, which you traded up eventually to number three. We didn't know that when we were having these conversations last February. But the last two years, the intrigue was far more draft than it was free agency. This year, the intrigue, you're still going to have intrigue in the draft because the draft is great and the draft is fun. But because you have 57 million, maybe up to 63, maybe you restructure and you cut a few guys, you get it up to close to 70 million. But because the Texans are coming off a playoff season, you expect them to be in the playoff hunt. We expect them someday to you know, get into championship contention. Maybe it's not next year. Maybe it's two to three years. Who knows exactly when it is. But because they are good, we actually care about free agency in this city again. No doubt. I think that desperation for most fan bases is to get one one game changer that might make them somewhat better. When you're in the situation that the Texans are in, every situation and every decision has a chance to be a game changer for you because everybody's going to be better across the board. And that's what's really exciting is the fact that you can buckle up your seatbelt and expect that it's going to be this fun for the foreseeable future because of the fact that you finally have what you haven't had that you've been lacking, which is a coach that knows what he's doing that's going to be here for a while and a quarterback that knows what he's doing that's not only going to be here for a while but be one of the best in the league. And you've already seen that you have a roster now that isn't when we constantly said this is one of the worst rosters in the league. This is a team that's constantly getting one-year deals done with veterans that are hanging on just to kind of bridge the gap before they finally start getting good. Well, the time is now. You're good. You're better than good, and you got a chance to get better right now. That's why all of this is so much fun because when you think about the cap casualties that are going to start coming out now, when you think about free agency around the corner, when you think about the draft, and then you think about the fact that this is going to be a destination for a lot of players, both in college and in the other situations when they've already played in the league, that's why it's going to be even more fun. Yeah, I mean, the, the college players don't have a pick of their destination. No, but you remember Brock Bowers, and Brock Bowers maybe probably shouldn't have said anything but to say that he would like to play for Tennessee. But I, I think that quietly behind the scenes, <laughs> guys that are going to be drafted are looking at it going, boy, especially offensive players, boy, I sure love to be on an offense with C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell and, and the guys they got. To, Total Arlington says in a front office that isn't a joke uh, to throw that on there, it's which true. is – 
It's, it's interesting, though. Like, we, we talk a lot about how quickly things change in sports. Like, I, I think that things change on a dime whenever we talk about sports. Now, I think people's opinions don't change as quickly as the actual change is made in sport. I think our opinions sometimes are slow-moving ships where we get conditioned to this guy's good and we think that guy's good two to three years longer than he actually is. But, like, 365 days ago – well, people were clamoring to fire Nick Casario. Yeah, they were. And I think that, Jeremy, if I would have said, and you and I would have been talking about this a little over a year ago and said, look, the front office is a complete joke. Ownership is a complete joke. The quarterback situation is a complete joke. And the head coach is a complete joke. If you think about which scenario should have been fig- capable of being figured out and, and, and taken care of first, it probably was head coach because Cal wasn't going anywhere. Because you didn't know if you were going to, even if you got a quarterback, it was probably going to take more than his rookie season to figure it out. Nick Casario, as you mentioned, we were saying, you know, if he's not on the hot seat now, in a year's time, he very well could be. And yet here we are with the coach. Yes, it did get figured out. But now it seems like every single other position that we were talking about a year ago has been figured out too. Yeah, uh, it's just funny how quickly things change. I mean, people will hey, executive of the year. Oh, he should have been fired. But even think ago. about it from Cal's perspective. We didn't think that there was any way he was going to sell. We kept telling people, unless he sells the team and he's not selling the team, he ain't going anywhere. It ain't going to change. And then along came Hannah and maybe some other people that had advice. And suddenly the ownership and the perception of ownership changed. Sure. Because, yeah, absolutely. Like if if Kerry was doing this little thing in the court that he's doing now a year ago, I think people would be rooting oh, for Kerry. Oh, boy, you're right. Everybody <laughs> like, would have been saying, hey, Kerry, you couldn't have gotten here soon enough. Where the hell you been for two years? Exactly. And, like, now it's the opposite. Like, Kerry's, Kerry's big failure in his little lawsuit here was his timing. Timing. Yep. His timing was mm-hmm. atrocious. Now, you can't, like, you have to file this stuff, like, far in advance, so it's hard to predict. Like, you're kind of guessing the year they're going to have. But the timing, if it was a year ago, I think that the perception publicly, not that it would change anything in the courtroom. I, I have a hard time believing it would change anything in the courtroom, but sometimes it could. Public perception can sometimes change things that happens in the court. Um, not that it would in this case. But the public perception of it would be like, yes, let's have Kerry take over the team because Cal a year ago was still thought of very much to be a buffoon. Yep. Probably more pre-D'Amico. Like, I think hiring D'Amico settled the storm a bit. But do you think that he got credit for that, or do you think that Nick got credit for that? Um, I, I mean, I, I think that McNair's got some credit for that. Remember, remember Paul would tell the story whenever he was in that press conference, yes. and they talked about ownership, and then Hannah turned around and she said ownership's very involved, and Cal said that they were very involved. So I think that he got fair credit for hiring D'Amico. Okay, because I think that it was a lot more than just because they had screwed up the last two coaches, that even if they got – some people thought it was a no-brainer, but he had to consider he had to consider you too. But even just getting the coach, I don't think that anybody thought that that Cal they wanted Cal's hands on anything, and they didn't think that he had a whole hell of a lot other than agreeing to pay whatever salary he asked for. Yeah. Um, congratulations to Dave who won the Usher tickets. He's going to see Usher on November twenty seventh. Yeah. The past, present, future. Uh, good one. Did you give away the answer nice and slow? I didn't even catch it. I might have. Yeah, come on. No spoilers, Blank. We already had like 16 calls on the board. It wasn't like I waited. We Brian said it took eight callers. You probably gave it away. Dave Lawson probably got the tickets. Way to go, Dave. You're welcome. You don't have to take me, but you're welcome. And it's probably because it you can't have spoilers, and it's in the rundown. I don't even, like, I knew. I know that you knew it. I didn't see it in the rundown. Um, I mean, it's there, but I believe you. 
I do believe you. No, you know your music. I just, I yeah, I thought that after a, Spot, I'm just a whole bunch you, of calls, I thought I would subtly so. drop it in. You gave the spoiler. How did you? How did you say it? I didn't even catch it. Plus, you were you had talked, so you were talking, and they, the calls were coming in, and I said, "You're right. The Texans are in in a great position now to take things nice and slow. They don't have to go as <laughs> fast as other teams." That's a pretty good. I, I yeah, do remember pretty you good. Saying uh, it, now. it was subtle. It was very subtle. I, I do. I actually do remember you saying it now that you that you jog my memory and mm-hmm. get more specifics. But I didn't remember prior to that. I saw the texture saying that you gave it away, and the twitcher saying that you give it away. But that's well. that's subtle enough that. If if you didn't know the answer, you wouldn't know that he gave you the answer. Yeah, and I didn't want Brian to be That's true. just like pounding away on the keys for some <laughs> someone to finally no, wait, figure wait, wait, one wait. out. I was actually glad that uh, who won it won it because Dave told me once I picked up the line that he was actually just at Toyota Center trying to buy tickets and couldn't find any that were reasonable All right. and left, hurt us, and now he won tickets and is going to the show. That's great. That's, That's the kind That's of story good. I like to hear. Yeah, I'm not just giving them away. you gotta be, you got to be a fan. you got to right. know. Got to know. All right, 713-780-ESPN. Uh, there was an article by Ken Hoffman, our, our good friend Ken Hoffman, on this Astro Bregman. I, I don't, I don't want to call it a negotiation. He says it's a negotiation. I don't think it's a negotiation. Uh, it's pretty funny, some of the quotes from both sides that he pointed out. But what would be your best and final offer for Alex Bregman? 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. He's blank on Branham. 713-780-ESPN. HRP listener line. 713-780-3776. What would be your best and final offer for Alex Bregman? Uh, get to those in just a moment. Ken Hoffman uh, writes for Sports Map, legend in this city. He's talking about how the – I don't want to call it negotiations because there hasn't really been an offer, but just like how they're playing this situation – uh, Bregman talked about how he quoted saying, I feel like I've never been in better shape in my life. 23 pounds heavier. Uh, lots of salsa. Not sure that's a great thing. <laughs> he said, I expect to have the best season I've ever had. I don't love the swing. Uh, he says, I absolutely love every second here. Being able to put on this jersey is an absolute honor and a dream come true for me as a kid. When it comes to the contract, I just let Scott do that. Of course, he's talking to Boris. Boris is also the agent of Jose Altuve, just so you know that. Um Dana Brown talking about Bregman, saying he's locked in. He's a special talent. Uh, I'm expecting he's going to have a really good, ex- really good season. I'm excited. He has the heartbeat of a champion. So both sides are talking up the player. Bregman, I'm great. I'm good. I'm strong. I have muscles. I'm going to have a great year. Dana Brown, he's a champion. He's a talent. We love this guy. It's funny how both sides are, are playing this situation. It really is, and I think it's a cat-and-mouse game. It's a chess match. It's it's the Astros trying to figure out how far they're willing to go at the same time knowing that they're probably already gone, but they're going to try and save face with an offer that he's probably going to refuse. I think that it's, it's posturing. Everything is posturing at this point, and I'm with you. I think that any player, especially at this point in this time in, in Bregman's career, that puts on 23 pounds, it's more of a concern than it is a pot than whatever advantages it might give you. 
I don't think he's supposed to be this massive power hitter, but I get it. He's betting on himself, so he's doing everything in his power to have the greatest season of his career. Unfortunately, I think the greatest season of his career has already been, we've already seen it. And so, he's to me, it, it's a far-fetched dream to say that he's going to chase the kind of money that a Machado or the top third baseman in this game are getting. But he, he has a, a bulldog as an agent, and if he has a great year, we saw Correa get a whole hell of a lot of money for being basically the kind of player I thought he was going to be once he left here. But we know in free agency, teams are willing to overpay. Yeah, Bregman, Bregman, if he has the year that he had, like the last two years, probably better offensively than Correa when he had tested the market. Uh, but Correa was like he led the league in war because his defense was through the roof his final year with the Astros. And Bregman has really good defense too. Now you're not going to get as big a bonus playing third as you will short. Third's still a premium defensive position. But shortstop's the most important defensive position. Some might argue catcher. Some might argue center. Uh, but up the middle, you got to be really, really strong. Um, and you're right. Bregman, I don't think Bregman's ever going to be who he was in 18 and 19. That was peak Alex Bregman where he was top five in MVP voting both of those years now the last two years he's flirted with a top 20 MVP guy uh, he could he could still be that but not not top five so I feel like we're pretty much on the same page of what we think is the caliber of Alex Bregman where would you put his best and final offer you're making your best and final offer you're Crane uh, you can be Dana Brown whoever's the decision maker whoever's the grown-up in the room what is your best and final for Alex Bregman to me, Jeremy, it's going to be very similar to what we just saw with Jose Altuve. It's going to be the kind of – I don't think that he's worthy of $30-plus million a year, and I know that with the way salaries are going and inflation that, you know, and, and I'm sure with Boris as a, as a, a you know, a, a shark out there trying to get as much as he can for his client. But I think if I'm the Astros, the best offer I'm going is I'm not going more than five years and I'm not going more than, let's just say, $160 million. I'll go – I'll go – I was going to say five and 150 but I'll go a little bit more than Altuve. If it's my last and final, I'll go five and one sixty, and that's the most I will I would even consider. Yeah, I'm not gonna go higher than Jose Altuve. Um, like he's going to get less than the Jose Altuve contract for me. And Altuve was one twenty five, right? It was one twenty five for five. It was twenty five million Correct. per year. Yeah, five yeah. five for one twenty five. So for Bregman. He the mo- my best and final is one hundred and twenty four and a half million dollars for five years. I'm not paying him more than Jose Altuve. I'm sorry. I know Bregman's younger. Yeah. I know that Alex Bregman plays a more premium defensive position. Now he's not as good of an offense player as Jose Altuve currently is. But Altuve is the face of my franchise. The only reason that I'm really paying Jose Altuve is because he is the greatest Astro of all time. I cannot justify giving Alex Tell Bregman me. more money. That Jose Altuve, Bregman, my best and final is $124.5 million for five years, and I fully expect you to say no. I'm sorry. We'll see you later. I'm sorry to both of you. My math was way off. I- I'm going $25 million a year. I was going $25 million a year and maybe a little higher, so it wasn't 5 and 150. I- I'll say 5 and 130, but I definitely didn't mean 5 and, one- five and 160. So you're willing to go a little higher than Altuve? Yes. Okay. Because uh, I, I, I think if it's my last and final, I don't think there's any way in hell that they would do anything but just scoff at it and walk away if you gave them the same money as Altuve, simply because of what you said. The fact that, that Altuve's older and the expectation is, and everybody was saying those are two separate negotiations, they expect to get more. 
I, I don't like the idea, though, of basing it upon what Jose Altuve got, because I think we can all agree that Jose Altuve did the franchise a favor and took less than market value. So I don't think I would hold Altuve agreeing to less than market value against Alec Bregman. And I, I, I would be willing to go over what Altuve got. Yeah, I Not, think 25 is a fair market yeah, value 20, for Alec 20, Bregman. 25, I, is, 25 I, is fair. My, my, hmm. my, deal, my offer would be six years, $150 million, still 25 per year. So, But I, I wouldn't get hung up, though, personally on is he getting paid more than Altuve because Altuve did you a favor and didn't actually take a market deal. I mean, what do you think Altuve would get on the market? I mean, that that would be something we'd have to speculate. But I think I'd certainly on an AAV per year, it's certainly more than $25 million. We were, now, we were talking we to – discuss total in years, but per year it would be more than twenty-five. We were talking about it on the day that it happened, where the Killer mm-hmm. Bees tipped off or not. We were the only place talking about it, and then Jose Altuve signed it three hours later, where the Killer Bees tipped. We have sauces. Um I said thirty million a year. I think Blankers was around twenty five, thirty two. Yep. Uh, so I, I do think he gave you a slight discount. Now I think his market was one fifty for five, and he signed for one twenty five for five. That's cool. I, I don't want to pay Alex Bregman more than twenty five million dollars a year. I don't think he's more than a twenty five million dollar a year player, and I don't want to give him more than five years. He's, he's going to be thirty this year. And yeah, I don't like playing guys. We said guys five in their and one fifty, and it got five and one twenty five. We were like. Oh my God, that's fantastic! Yep. Yeah, that that was spot. I don't think Bregman's worth more than twenty five a year. I'm sorry, I don't. I think his de- defense is going to start to come down a little bit just with age. Should yeah, I mean, and he doesn't have a cannon already. And I, I just think that there's just too much fluctuation. We know he's a good. He's got a good eye at the plate, and we know that he can be really good as a hitter, and he's clutch. But overall, there's just I just there's too much fluctuation and consistency for me. Yeah, it seems like we're all in the same ballpark with. Yeah, I, I, I would just be willing to give the extra year and go to hundred to go to one hundred fifty million total over six years. But we're all agreeing at twenty five million per year being the cap. I think that sixth year could kill you too. I, I look. I I don't mind throwing out an extra year. It's not like this would be the difference of going between you know late thirties into his forties. I mean, sure, I don't love paying a guy past thirty five, but it's age thirty five to age thirty six. I'd be willing to go the extra year to get the deal done. I don't think. Look, I think he's turned down all of our proposals. Yeah. I think he's looking for something over two hundred million. But if if it was if it was the difference between getting Alex Bregman or not getting Alex Bregman was the sixth year, then I would do it. Toad says uh, five years, hundred and eighty. That's a that's a pretty big price there for Alex Bregman. Five and one eighty. He said five for one eighty. That's minutes? more than thirty. Thirty-five. Oh, thank a you. Year? I'm not stepping in on any math discussions this second. I just know it's over thirty and it's too much. Yeah, exactly. Thirty. It's actually thirty-six a year. I was close. Thirty-six a year. Good for Lord. Five that's even to Anaheim. Alex. That's even more yeah. than his market projection from uh, Spotrack. I Toad? think. It, yeah, I think his his yeah. market value uh, was what thirty-one per year. I think Toad's getting a cut if he's <laughs> five for one eighty. Old school said four for one sixty. Now that's shorter term, but I mean that's an AAV of forty million dollars. That's that's up there. That's quite high. A uh, few people on the uh, the Twitter. Uh, Brian said five for one thirty. Uh, unbiased goat said seven for eighty five. Uh, this lady said uh, Lincoln bio. I don't really know what that means. Uh, Jared Hopper said. Uh, <laughs> Jared said eight years, two hundred and seventy million PLG. Seven years, one ninety. Uh, They're I, not they, going eight for Bregman. They the a lot. These people would pay Bregman more than the Killer Bees would pay Bregman for sure. A lot more. 
than they would pray. What is okay? Just I think we're all on the same page on the AAV and the money. What's the maximum years you think they would go? I don't think they go to six. I think they would go five. See, I think they would go to six, but that'd be that'd be it. We've seen them go to six with multiple players now, and I don't. It would just be Jordan, right? Who did they did they give Javier a sixth? Who who have they gone to six with? Yeah, I don't think that I, they have either. Well, definitely Jordan, right? I think Jordan's the well, only aside one. Aside from though. Jordan, but I'm saying that when what we get Altuve's these... original deal, that was that was well, was previous. That regime. was pre- yeah, that's previous okay, front that's office. That's fair. Now you could you could you could counterpoint and say that it was it was Crane though. So like you could you could say that, but I don't think it was that long. What did Javier get five? I don't think Javier got six. Yeah, I think it might have been a five year deal. I'm gonna have to look that up. And even like both, like whenever Altuve did it the first time, the very, very first time, that was pre-arbitration. You know, it was four years, twelve and a half million. Who? Altuve's very first. Oh, deal. okay. I thought you yeah. meant Javier. And I've, oh, I did, I, and I just found Christian Javier. Javier's was five years, six, five. five years, sixty-four. Yeah, I just don't think there's any way they're going six. I'm pretty sure Jordan was the only one they went six with, and that's because they got a freaking bargain. They got a bargain, and it was pre-arbitration, and he's young. Like yep. he's not like Bregman's going to be thirty years old this year. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, he's going into his age what twenty-seven season, and he signed that two years ago. So he signed it whenever he was in his mid twenties. Yeah, and they gave him the six year. Now, like, we, we said at the time, and it still translates to today. That is a freaking steal of a deal, and that's the reason why you went that long. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to sign players over the age of thirty or in their thirties for longer than five. Um, completely agree. Jordan's complete is very unique. Pre arbitration, a star, and was in his mid twenties. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. What is your best and final for Alex Bregman? Also, every now and then the killer bits. We'll have a, a will or a killer bees. Every now and then we'll have our will of bits. You never know what you're going to get. Some days we don't do will of bits. A lot of days we don't do will of bits. So it's very special whenever you get a chance to listen to some radio brilliance known as the will of bits. And the other great thing about will of bits. You don't know what you're going to get until we come back. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. It's the Killer Bees, and that means you have no idea what's happening next. Could it be the next great food debate? A jewel rent for the ages? Or maybe Jeremy will call for a bounty gate on someone? Well, let's find out. It's time for the Wheel of Bits. Oh, my goodness, would you look at that. What an enormous spin. Let's play food debates. Food debates. Uh, what an enormous spin. Uh, speaking of bounty gates, you see Antonio Pierce call for a bounty gate he on did. Pat Mahomes. I yeah. love it. I the, love it we so We say the Mahomes rules? Much. Yep. Yep. I love Shocker what he had to say. I love it so much. It put a smile on my face whenever I read that. Yeah, Antonio Pierce was on a pod. He was actually on Max Crosby's podcast. <laughs> he was on the podcast of his player. Is that where it was? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever happened before. A coach of an NFL team being on the podcast of his current player. Um, but, yeah, he, they, they were talking about it. He's like, yeah, Mahomes rules. We have to knock the bad word out of them, like make them fill us, like all this stuff. And it's like, that's music to my ears. That's the kind McAfee, of stuff I want. But McAfee was on vacation this week, so it can't be. I thought it was Max. I could have misread it. I could have misread it. I, I thought it was Max Crosby's podcast, though, where he said that. Oh, that's, but, yeah, it's probably right. Yeah, I mean, it could be wrong. I have no idea. I just love what he said. Loved it. Loved what he said. All right, what are we food debating, Brian? Oh, this was uh, actually, I believe, something you put in the room. Oh, the Choco Taco. Yeah, the Choco Taco. The yeah, Choco is- Taco is back. 
but they've ruined it. I love the Choco Taco. How would you rate the Choco Taco as a dessert on a scale of 1 to 10? Blankers, I didn't know what it was until Brian. Yeah, you didn't know one. what a Choco Taco no, was? because in the Midwest we I didn't have, have Choco Tacos. We had drumsticks. You. And the drumsticks I mean, are all world. You've lived in Texas for how long? Uh, 30 sorry. plus years. When I go, yeah. and by the way, I, this... Uh, okay, where would I get a Choco Taco? The grocery store? Now they went out of, it went it retired. Yeah, they like sold two they years sold ago. them in boxes at the grocery store. Yeah, the gas station and those little like slide door freezers. I'd never heard of a Choco Taco. You need to get out a little bit more. I love drumsticks. Drumsticks to me are better than a Choco they, Taco. They're very they're very but You similar. haven't tried it. You don't know. They're, I mean, they're almost the same. Like the drumstick yeah, has the much. waffle cone. It's got the vanilla ice cream with like the chocolate caramel drizzle. It's got the chocolate shell with some peanuts on it. That's what the Choco don't Taco is. Don't forget the is. extra chocolate in the bottom of the cone. See, that I was don't big. Actually, yeah. I actually don't like that. Part. That was really? a game but, change. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. That's the that's my least favorite bite. In fact, sometimes are I would eat kidding? the drumstick. It's one of the best bites. In fact, Sometimes I would eat my dr- my drumstick upside down. That way, I would save the best for last, and I would get the worst bite of the drumstick out of the way. Now, the best bite—I <laughs> would agree—the best bite is the, the 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 shell at the top with the peanuts, oh, right? Yeah, but I think right. the second best bite is the last bite yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, I don't Without like. I'm not, I'm not a like super huge fudge guy, so I was kind of out on that. But the Choco Taco is basically the drumstick, except the vessel for the ice cream is a taco shell, which is more of a waffle cone shell that they just kind of morph into a taco. So they're very similar. They are, but they retired. The Choco Taco retired, and it's making a comeback. So when I saw this headline, I was like, yes. Yes, the Choco Taco is back. I love a Choco Taco. I can't wait to get another Choco Taco in my belly. And retirement, by the way, the best tool for marketing. These boxers retire. They come out of retirement. They they do numbers. Same thing with these foods. Like the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell, that thing's very mediocre. They sell 10 other things that are pretty much the Mexican pizza. They come out of retirement, they sell out. So retire, yeah, come McRib. out of retirement, that's how you make some money. Yeah, McRib's more seasonal than retirement. Um, but I was like, okay, Choco Taco's making its triumphant return. Cannot wait to get my hands on one of these bad boys. And then I pull up the article, and they've ruined the Choco Taco. Uh, Taco Bell's doing it with like this hipster company in uh, in Seattle called Salt and Straw. And listen to what the new Choco Taco is, which is a huge mistake. The new version will include a hand-pressed waffle cone filled with cinnamon ancho ice cream, then dipped in chocolate and topped with toasted brown rice. The new Taco Taco will be served with custom sauce packets like chocolate chili, cinnamon wild berry, and mango jalapeno. Yeah, they foofed it up way too much, and they've cheaped brown it too. Rice? I'm not yeah, doing, rice instead of peanuts. Yeah, the that rice no instead sense. of peanuts is awful. They I don't, ruined it. You don't need any flavored sauces as long as you've got the combination that everybody loves, which is the chocolates and the peanuts and the ice cream and the 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 cone. That that's awful. They've ruined it. The hipsters have ruined it, and I, I can't stand it because I was so excited, too. And then I clicked the link, and I read what it actually is. I'm like, this sounds disgusting. I want nothing to do with this. So I was really upset, as you, as you can tell. But it leads to the food debate because you can get these in the gas stations like you can get those drumsticks in the gas station. Mm-hmm. What is the best gas station suite? I've always been – I told Brian this, too. I've always been more of – at the stops on the road, it's always salty over sweets for me. But if I was to say, if I was going the sweet route, um, man, I, I, drumsticks right up there. Drumsticks are always drumsticks fantastic great. To me. Uh, chocolate tacos, well, were great. Yeah. Also, like the Toll House ice cream cookie. I've always yeah, been a big that, fan that's of those. a good call. 
That's a good I'm, call. I'm not a huge cookie guy. Oh boy, cookies and ice cream. You get the two warm chocolate oh, chip yeah. cookies and the and the ice vanilla ice cream in the middle. A wow. great ice cream cookie is hard to beat. Game changer. Yeah, I'm Love not that. a huge cookie guy. My, I'm not a huge sweet guy in general, but I do have you know every now and then I like a little bit of sweet. Now I think you have like I like candy. Like I, I like a little sour gummy. I like a good Kit Kat bar. The sweet tart ropes are great. The sweet tart ropes are pretty good. I like the. Um, the sweet tart ropes are great, but I like a little bit of the sour, too. If you had, like, those little mini uh, ropes with the sour stuff around it, they're pretty good. I think they're sweet tarts, too. Um, but if I'm going to go ice cream, drumstick, I don't even think they make this anymore, but whenever I was a kid, Flintstone push-up pop. <laughs> Flintstone push-up pop uh, was amazing. Nah. What the hell is that? Fruity you never Pebbles had a, on a push-up? You you have not lived life. Is there Fruity Pebbles a fl- on a push-up? No. It's no. Not, there's no fruity it's, just sher- it's just Sherbert. Yeah. It's oh. just Sherbert. Yeah, it's just a branded it fruit Sherbert, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you haven't had a Choco Taco and you haven't had a Flintstone push-up pop? We had regular push-ups. You're doing too many push-ups is probably what the case is. But, but still, but the only push-ups I've ever seen station. are the orange sherbet. It's the same thing, except it was it was uh, Flintstone. It's just uh, brand. the branding. Yeah, it's just the branding. Yeah, it's just a Flintstone brand. So, what are your favorite uh, gas station desserts? Iced honey bun says one three one nine. Ooh, that's a good call. That's a good call. Uh, I I don't hate the mini donuts, powdered sugar donuts. If I had to choose, but between if you're the in the two. car though, and you're on a road yeah, the honey trip, bun's a better call, especially if you're uh, going coffee I mean, to stay awake. Coffee with the honey bun is pretty solid. I mean, I, I've eaten wings in the truck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed to having a little bit of mess in the truck. You know what I mean? Um, so this guy says beef jerky. That's not a dessert. No, nope. come on now. Do you like the pecan swirls? I'm not big on pecans. I like pecans, but no, I don't like those. I don't. I, I like the pecan swirls a little bit. Uh, J Bar M has like these fancy pecan swirls that are amazing. Uh, Eight seven five five Mexican candy cherry bombs or hit Cheetos. You mean hot Cheetos? Those aren't sweet. No. Uh, Mexican candies are cool. Uh, Reese Reese's sticks are fire. I haven't had the Reese's sticks. Sounds good. Have you had that, Brian? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, Reese's has a thousand different variations now. I mean, they have some with potato chips in it. They have the the big ones with the the more filling in in, in between. There's a thousand different variations. But I think what the the listeners t- referring to is, I think they call it a fast break. Oh, it, it's heard, more, more like a kind break. of a crispy Reese's bar, and those are pretty good. I have heard people like say that the fast break is one of the better candy bars. Yeah, it's exists. pretty good. Zero six one three. Is it rice crispy rice on the Choco Taco, or are they just saying brown rice? No, it doesn't it's, matter. It's brown rice. They're top. No, rice crispy at least is sweet. This is topped with toasted brown rice. First of all, rice krispies are not sweet unless you put sugar on them. They're just they're just popped corn or the rice the, the corn. Rice pop. You don't think treats. rice krispies are sweet? Rice krispies you have to put sugar on to make sweet. Rice krispies well, I'm out of the rice box. Rice krispie tweets. Or, uh, yeah. Oh, just, rice krispie treats. Yeah, treat, yeah, then yeah, with the, the marshmallow and everything. That's a different story. Yeah, it's a different story. Uh, no, but he's saying that this. There's the brown rice. Brown rice. Uh, this guy's saying, do you eat the crust of the pizza first or you save the best for last? I usually don't eat the crust of the pizza unless what? it's a stuffed cheese <laughs> crust. What? Now, now no. he's six years old. You eat, You're not eating eat the crust. You, you, you cut the crust off your sandwiches, too? The crust, the crust isn't fantastic. The pizza is fantastic. If you get the, the right pizza from the right place, the crust is fantastic, too. If it's stuffed crust, it's good. If it's just a regular crust, it's super mid. Why would I want crust? Over the actual middle of a pizza. No, it's it's you part can, of the you know, you can overall have both. It's everything not one or the of the other. pizza. 
but no, it's it is one or the other. Because if I'm wasting stomach, if I'm wasting stomach space on the crust of a pizza, that means I get less of the better part of the pizza. If, if the crust is so bad you don't want to eat it, then you just need to go somewhere else. Give exactly me your stuffed what I crust. Said. No, I like stuffed crust. I'm stuffed not. Crust. I'm not blaming yeah, stuffed you crust on that. Is awesome, but, but there's I, I other, like crust in general. Yeah, there's other great crust on the pizza, and it, obviously it matters if it's thin or thick crust. But even either way, if the pizza's made right, the crust is great. Uh, Joseph G. Joe George listening. He says salt and straw uh, from Portland. Uh, he said it's amazing. What is it called? Uh, the salt and straws. The, the the people that are partnering with Taco Bell to create the oh. new Taco Taco. One four zero eight. This dude doesn't eat the crust. Absolute psycho. Uh, <laughs> Eric the driver. You're a grown bad word man. Eat the crust. My my daughters don't eat the crust either. Yeah, it's because. Yeah, how the, old are your daughters? The, the Eight cr- and crusts are not good. <laughs> crusts are terrible. The uh, this guy says pilot flying J cinnamon bun. I've uh, I've boycotted flying J's because they uh, they employ a sexual predator. Oh in, really? Uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, so I boycotted that. Beaver Nuggets? Where do you stand on Beaver Nuggets? I was going to ask you guys, what exactly is a Beaver Nugget? I've, I've never actually tried the Beaver Nuggets. It's I I think it's a more sugary pop cereal. Quite frankly. It's like a little bit it's bigger. Like a, yeah, it's a. It's, and it's a, frosted with sugar. Right. I don't want to say a, it's not popcorn, but it's a popped corn. Correct. I don't think it's corn. I think it's okay. more of a. I've never had it, so I'm I'm, I'm just going by what it looks like. I think like. it's more of a pop, like the cereal pop, than it is like okay. a popcorn. Okay. Uh, Miss Baird's apple pies. Those are pretty good. The yeah. Cherry pies are pretty good too. Yeah, those are solid. What about uh, Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies? Those aren't bad. Yeah. Those aren't bad. Big Chewy Nerds. Those are okay. solid. Yeah. Those are all right. Those are, I like yeah those are pretty good oatmeal cream pie that's uh that's Nick Saban eats two of those every morning for he breakfast. does yes he does all right seven one three seven eight zero ESPN best gas station foods also what's the car wreck of the day what are you nominating for today's car wreck of the day seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six Killer Bees ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five guys I always tell you to go to mybookie.ag when you want to put some money down on a sporting event and we know there's still plenty of sporting events going on college basketball uh, going on tonight. Uh, NBA basketball back tomorrow night. Lots of different things, especially on the weekends when there's soccer and golf and so much more. You can always go to mybookie.ag and put some money down on it and make any sporting event more interesting. And now it's even more interesting and and more exciting to go to mybookie because of the fact that live dealers stand by to have all the different kinds of casino games that you love to play standing by at the waiting for you to play. It could be poker, blackjack, roulette tables, All very, very cool. And the one thing I always tell you to do when you go to buymookie.ag is to get these bonuses. And in order to get these bonuses, you always remember our promo code, BET975. Because those bonuses, when you get them by using our promo code, is a great way to turn your money into more. You can turn your deposit money into bonus cash. You can Whether you're new to MyBookie or you're reloading an existing account, all you got to do is remember our promo code and use it. And you're going to reap the benefits. It's absolutely fantastic. You get a friend to sign up. There's another bonus for you. All you got to do, use our promo code yet again. And as I always tell you, there's only one place to put money down when you're betting sports. It's mybookie.ag because they've been in business for over a decade. They take care of their customers. They do all kinds of bonuses and promotions like this where you reap the benefit. They are absolutely fantastic. So check them out today. Go to mybookie.ag, set up an account or reload yours, and use that promo code BET975. Do what I always tell you to do. Bet anything. Anytime, anywhere, with the only place I tell you to do it, it's mybookie.ag. You all right? My leg is broken. The bone's coming through. Let me see. Let me see. Ah! Let me give you a bone, you brick. Where's my money? This 
is the Car Wreck of the Day, brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. What are we nominated for Car Wreck of the Day? Soccer matters after us, by the way. Uh, Glenn Davis, they'll be having Warren Barton, former Newcastle defender, a Dynamo review and preview of the uh, the opener of the season as well. So you're not going to miss that. Glenn Davis, Soccer Matters, coming up after us at 6 o'clock. What are we nominating for our Car Wreck of the Day, Blinkers? Well, I think it's a car wreck to everybody across the country except for Cougs fans, but the Car Wreck of the Day last night to me was the UConn basketball team and the performance they put up against Creighton. I loved every bit of it. I didn't see it coming, but they got their absolute rear ends handed to them uh, by Creighton, so hopefully the door might open up for another step up the uh, rankings for the Cougs. Yeah. Um, who knows how the polls go? I'm not a big poller. Like Polster, it's cool to get to I number one. I just love one. to see UConn get crushed. Yeah, I was going to nominate Dan Hurley. Actually, did you see what happened after the game where he was walking through the tunnel and he was yelling at a Creighton student saying, "I will knock you out." No, he, yeah. I didn't see that. No. But he has—he's got anger management issues. He's a—he's a little psychotic. Um, yeah, there he was—he was yelling at the Creighton uh, during to the student section. It was hard to tell like who exactly he was talking to, but he was looking directly at the student section. The students were storming the court. And he, you could hear him saying in the video, I will knock you out. <laughs> he, when he used to come here, people used to tell me around the court and whatever that he was just on a different level in terms of his anger and the things he would say. Yeah, he's a uh, – I mean, I couldn't hear what he said, but he's there. He's very, very uh, demonstrative. Yeah, uh, I think almost too much. Bobby's not like that to that level. Bobby no. can get heated. Dan's a better coach, though. Yeah, for sure. He's a better recruiter, too. Yeah. Uh, what are you nominating, Brian? Uh, I got two nominations. First, uh, and I think I echo the sentiments of a lot of our listeners, I'm nominating you for not eating the pizza crust. And I'm also nominating Shannon Sharp for whatever that take was <laughs> about NBA players needing to be married. Otherwise, they can't be the a face of the league. Face of the league, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the texters are... A lot of the textures are nominating me for the pizza take. I also got nominated earlier for uh, for saying that I could rob a bank and get away with it. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm yeah. going to nominate that texture for not reading the room and understanding the sarcasm there. you got to understand the sarcasm there. I think you got nominated for not liking the bottom of the drumstick cone, too. Did I? Yeah. I didn't see that one. Uh, someone wanted to nominate all of us for uh, because they're stuck in traffic trying to get home, and now they're hungry. <laughs> fair. Stop and get fair. a chocolate taco. Yeah. Well, no, no, no chocolate taco. Get a drumstick. If it uh, if it makes you feel better, I am also now hungry after having that segment. Uh, I want to nominate the Masters. They invited Joaquin Neiman uh, to participate. Special invitation to participate in the Masters this year. He of course is in Live. Uh, won a Live tournament. But in their press release, they didn't mention the Live Tournament win at all. They mentioned because he won the Aussie Open as to why he's getting a special invitation. The um, They didn't invite Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch has won three times on the Live Tour since the last Masters. I don't like what they're doing here. Well, that's the way they always do it. They play things their way and make their own rules. And so that's why they didn't mention live or the live win because the Aussie Open, like the Open Championship, is a country's nat or the U.S. Open is a country's national golf tournament. So that they can say that that is the prestigious thing that got them in the tournament. They need to start inviting the best golfers in the world. I want I want Taylor Gooch in the uh, in the Masters. Okay. Won three times since the last Masters against the best fields in the world. The Gooch was a bad guy in in a 
in a show too at one point. Was he? Yeah. I it sounds like a, show it was. sounds like a villain in an eighties eighties uh, TV. Yeah, it was, a, it was like it, one of the kids on one of the sitcoms was being bullied by the gooch. Yeah, that what sounds show like a boy that? name. Oh, I got to look it up. Was it like in the sixties? Nice. Very was nice. it in color or black and white? I don't remember, Jeremy. I'm looking it up. <laughs> he got mad. <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson, I got to nominate AD. Uh, this, I'm actually sad to hear this. He's selling his MVP, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year trophies, and more in an estate sale in Houston. Apparently, he's got he's like no way, he's like over a hundred million dollars in his career. This stuff actually makes me sad, like because their their earnings are done. Like they're never going to yeah. make as much money as they've already. Kareem made. did this recently, didn't he? He started selling off all of his like a lot of his trophies and things. He didn't do the rings, I don't think, but he was doing like College Player of the Year and everything. That's that's awful. Yeah, it's sad. I don't like I don't like seeing that. All right, what's winning? Mm. I'd go with the Jeremy's Pizza take. It's a good take. That's pretty, I agree with you, Brian. It's a great take. Middle of the pizza is better than the end of the pizza. All right, I win car wreck of the day. Finally won something this week. It's going to do it for us. Glenn Davis coming up next with oh, Soccer Matters. The Gooch was on uh, different strokes. There you go. Was it black and white or color? I'm not answering that. <laughs> Thanks to Brian for doing all the hard work. He's blank. I'm Brandon. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. Soccer Matters with Glenn Davis up next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.